jamming on these old albums nostalgia albums like U2 I listened to this whole album the other day I remember crying listening to this music after being dumped in high school <laughs> who dumped you that made you cry um I've been more of a university guy yeah. Dave. What was Dave's problem? Just didn't do it for him? I think he just wanted kind of a fling. I thought we were heading in a direction, and uh, huh. he, <laughs> he thought we weren't. <laughs> I think he was in love with his ex. You know? It's funny Couldn't... how a song can take you right back to oh like a time like that. So yeah. Powerful. Or a taste. Yeah. You know, those other senses. Music, though, I think it's so powerful yeah. for that. Oh, my oh, God. God. You know, if I'm listening to a podcast, and then I stop, and then I come back to it a few days later, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to find my place, let's say it didn't remember where I was, as I fast forward, I can almost remember where I was driving at that particular part of the podcast. Like, if it's an interview with someone, oh, I'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is when I was coming down Pape. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is when I was at uh, Loblaws in the, you know, picking out meat. I remember that part. And, totally. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Take Two podcast. This is where we uh, dive into some of the conversations we had this week on our radio show, which, by the way, if for some reason you've never heard of us from the radio show and you only know us from the podcast, mm. I don't know if that's anybody, but... Uh, Could be somebody. We're on <laughs> Energy 95.3 in Toronto Hamilton, and we're on Fresh 103.1 in London. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, what do you got to... Um, in store for us. You, I mean, you got to replay that epic story you told about we hooking up to. with that uh, woman at the reservoir <laughs> we last promised, in Toronto. We promised a priest we would play that in the replay, and you can't let a promise to a priest go. No. No. Did we make that promise to Father Colin? Yes, we I, did. I, I did make that, that promise, <laughs> and he said he would recite, uh, like a, he would give us a sermon recited from the Book of Abundance. <laughs> <laughs> I did so. so. <laughs> That's must. pretty great. That's pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll throw that in there for sure. Also, Valentine's Day this weekend, um, we went through the most romantic alcoholic beverages you could oh, um, yes. oh, yeah. you know, have on Valentine's Day <laughs> to get that aphrodisiac feeling, you know? Yeah, oh. well, even if it's not Valentine's Day, if you want to have a really romantic night out, what's the bottle you buy at the liquor store or at your favorite bar that's maybe doing off-sale right now? Mm-hmm. And it uh, may not be what you think. It took a while for people to figure oh out God. what the number one thing is, <laughs> the, t- most, the sexiest bottle to buy. It took us forever to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's this new trend uh, with politicians getting COVID vaccines <laughs> it involves them taking their shirts off. If they're ripped. If they're ripped. They yeah. want to show off their bodies, yeah. Uh, and we had a pretty good laugh about that. 
And there's a, there's a ton of stuff here. Um, we had a bunch of calls coming in from people about uh, rude customer service experiences that they had. Oh, yeah, and the oh, way they shit. were getting back at them, eh? That Guys, was funny. Guys, honestly, you never want to piss off a roofer. Yeah. yeah That's no. what I learned from those calls. Unless you want your house to smell like a giant fart all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, boys. lots of stuff uh, ready to go here. The Take Two Podcast. Thanks for checking it out. And as always, always appreciate your feedback. Uh, you know, you can DM us anytime at Maura Grierson, at Radio underscore Tucker, at Chris Bundes. And we'll talk to you later. Let's get the fire going here. Oh, that's nice. Is that nice? Can you feel that? Oh. It's funny how you kind of feel it when you just hear it. How about a little jazz music? We'll throw it on here. Just get you nice, toasty, and warm. We're going to take a trip to a jazz club. Yes. Maura's going to be invited up on stage. That used to happen to you, didn't it? It totally did. Because you knew the guy who uh, worked there? I knew, like, a couple of, like, house bands at different jazz bars, and, uh... They'd be like, oh, you want to come up and do a song? I'd be like, yeah. That's like asking more if she wants to talk about Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who, oh, me? What? Really? What? Robocop? Okay. Um, <laughs> it's funny, too. I, I heard this story because uh, my friend was in those musician circles, and mm-hmm. there's this little jazz bar in Toronto. It's like an underground jazz bar. You have to go downstairs. So a lot of people don't know it's there. Yeah. It's called the Reservoir Lounge. Oh, and Maura, I had an epic night there one time. But let, I'll let you tell your story. <laughs> but yeah, I had an epic, epic night. Yeah, yeah, with a girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Reservoir Lounge? I've oh, never heard my. of it. You've never heard it? Well, That's I'm not surprised. Be, uh, yeah, I'm not cool enough, right? <laughs> Pentatonic's not playing there on a Friday? (laughs) Okay, listen to this. So there's Uh like a house band that performs on any given night, and they're like a jazz band, high energy kind of thing. And very tiny place. And somebody goes up to the band one day and says, "Um, there's somebody here that would like to do a song with you guys. Uh, His name is Sam Smith. And uh, the guy's like, I don't know who that is. And... The person said, just trust me, it's going to be really special. He's a very talented vocalist. He'd like to jump on and perform with you guys. And uh, the guy said, no. Turned him down. Jeez, imagine. Because I guess when when you have a gig and it's your thing and it's your gig, somebody coming in and asking to perform with you is like if um, you're working as a chef and there's like, oh, Gordon Ramsay's here. He'd like to uh, step in and make a make he a wants steak. to make a burger. <laughs> yeah, he wants to make a burger back here. Yeah, crazy though. Yeah, I wonder if that person understood how talented Sam Smith is. If they would have thought differently about I it, I guess there's a bit of like this is my gig, you know. No. Not quite arrogance, but like, who knows what could have happened though? I know. Maybe Sam Smith. Loves the musician and decides to take that musician on, on tour. tour or something. Or, Missed opportunity. Think about all the cameras that would have come out, yeah. right? And everyone would have been filming it, and that band would yeah. have got some more notoriety. What would you do, Bundes? You're in a band and you find out Axl Rose is in the crowd and wants to come up and sing a song because he's taken by how talented you guys are. Well, Axl like, Rose. It's our show. Yeah. Axl, you can't come. 
Uh, I would probably, you know, all, as long as he managed to get up on the on the stage before the set was over, you know, because Axl Rose is famous for taking forever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to be right out in two hours. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably do that because although the attention would go to Axl Rose instead of me. Cool moment. Cool moment. Also, you never know what could come from it. Plus, if people are taking pictures and posting on Instagram, yeah. you know. It's good for everyone. It's good for everyone. Yeah. You don't say no to that, right? Yeah. I'd like to know who that jazz musician is. Too bad I've never heard of them. <laughs> Guess who I have heard of? Sam Smith. <laughs> okay, you're going to put the jazz music on? Because we're going into the club again. Well, yeah, I'll play a little I'll play a little jazz music here. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so I've never been to the Reservoir Lounge, which I guess is a pretty like cool, jazzy sort of bar in Toronto. I'm not surprised. You've never heard of it. Never been there. <laughs> well, didn't, didn't take me by surprise at all. Tell you where I have been. Milestones. Great place. <laughs> Jack Astors? Know it well. Uh, Sloppy Joes? Is this, no. Can you, when you eat your shelled peanuts at uh, the Reservoir Lounge, can you just throw them on the floor when you're done? That's my kind of place. Oh, I, I, that is you cool. Know me. I do enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Bunnis, paint the picture. What do you got? Okay, uh, so this is this is the girl, the infamous champagne lady, right? Mm. The one where you busted in, making out with her, and then you just started dumping champagne yeah, all, all over her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I love this. Just for those who aren't familiar with the this, champagne woman. Yeah, okay, so this is date one. Okay, date one, this is hard to explain. I met this girl at work. She didn't work with me, but we were, happened to work in the same office building, so we would run into each other all the time at the elevators or at the coffee shop. And this girl was a boss. She always, she was like some marketing director. Oh, yeah. She was always wearing fancy dresses and like shoes that like clicked really loud when she walked by. <laughs> oh, I love you know? her. Very mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always Very had like a clipboard in her hand, clip you know? Clipboards. Yeah. And then I'm like. She's got things to do. <laughs> Yeah. And then you got Bundus with his sunglasses on inside, just oh. like half in the bag all the time. And, Bad boy. Right. Yeah. This is um, a match made in heaven. So this sure. is early on in your career. <laughs> yeah. Literally the early. guy who would wear sunglasses inside, he yeah. would wear them. Yeah. Yeah. That's That was me. Anyway, so I would like run into her all the time and she would give me these looks and we were very flirty. And um, I had this great idea to get her on a date. I, she was always coming down uh, to reception to pick up guests to take up in the meeting. So... I was friends with the receptionist, and one night I got her to call uh, the, this lady and mm. say that she had uh, an appointment at the front desk. Okay. That appointment was me. I was just sitting down in the couch with, my, with my feet up. The appointment was with you, you <laughs> sly fox. So yeah. she comes down and... She, You're laying on the couch? I'm, well, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting relaxed on the couch. And she comes up. Man-spreading, obviously. <laughs> Man-spreading, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the receptionist points over to me, and she walks over, and she's like, I didn't realize we had an appointment. And then I pulled out two platinum tickets to see the Leafs later that night, and I'm like, well, now we do. Oh! Now we do! Bondage! That's a cool move, actually. Now, are you sure she's single? Well, this is the thing. She had just broken up with this guy that she'd been in a relationship with for so she was not interested in at all in getting in sort of in some sort of relationship. But I think she tells you this straight up. By the way, that's your perfect scenario. Perfect, right? <laughs> yeah. She said that right away. She's like, "I'm listen. I uh, broke up with someone." No, she, I think she was pretty impressed with the move, so she agreed to come to the hockey game with him. Who's going to turn down platinum? Well, tickets to yeah, she's game? got yeah. he's got platinum seats. But at, over the course of the game, as we were talking, I found out all this stuff, and kind of at the end of the night, like it was fun, but it was agreed that like this wasn't going, nothing was going to happen. She just had her own thing that she needed to work on. I was like, cool. 
But things continued to progress every time I would run into her in the office. And we would start texting each other, and she was still being flirty with me. And I'm like, this girl, this girl's got a thing for me. I know she yeah. does, right? So one night, it's Saturday night. It's like 11 o'clock. I stop by the office. I have some stuff to do. And I'm chatting with this girl. And she's at Reservoir Lounge having a drink with a girlfriend. Perfect. I'm like, I'm like, you know, a couple blocks away from the bar. And yeah. I'm thinking like, I got to get away. You guys going to tell me where this place is at the end of it? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> We can't have you going in there. Oh, damn. You're going to mess with the vibes. <laughs> All right. So I show up at Reservoir Lounge and her friend is just about to leave and she's sitting there drinking a martini. You're like, it's just like it's, per- it's picture perfect, right? Oh my God. <laughs> so we're chatting. We're getting very flirtatious. Legs are rubbing up against each yeah, other. Yeah, and in there it's loud, oh, right? Yeah. You got you to gotta really you gotta whisper get, uh, in her uh, ear. And then all of a sudden, that same thing that happened at the hockey game where she's like, no, I can't let myself do this. That comes in again. And she's like, I got to go. And she she gets up and she kind of storms out. And I remember I just like quickly pulled money out of my pocket. and I left it on the table and I ran outside after her. And Reservoir Lounge has this like beautiful brick wall all surrounding it against this red door. Mm -hmm. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. So as she's like kind of walking out the door, I kind of run up behind her and I grab her arm and I push her up against that brick wall. And we had this epic makeup on the street. I I swear it could have gone on for 15 minutes. I remember people walking by and whistling at us. Yeah. So we just had this like epic makeout, ah. and uh, yeah, she happened to live a block or so away from from Reservoir Lounge. Went back to her place. Opened, champagne? No champagne this time. Oh. But she did a dress drop for me oh. with the backdrop of the of the night's city skyline in the back. Oh, bundus! And she had this like baby blue kind of lingerie on, which I'd never seen before. And I was like, this girl's got to be special. I've never seen blue. I've seen pink. I've seen red. Yeah, I've seen yeah, white, yeah, but not yeah, baby yeah. blue. And, uh, and yeah. the rest is history. Jeez. And that never happens yeah. to me. Like, if I have a hookup like that, I'm always wearing the worst underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing the granny panties with the Nice spanks. beige uh, <laughs> underwear there, Mora. <laughs> Holes in the side. You know, it never happens that uh, I'm wearing the nice baby blue stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Robert just texted... Bundus is my hero. Oh, you, you wonder why this guy doesn't want to commit? Well, because he's having experiences like this. Why would you ever want that to end? Never. These moments in your life. Never do I want it to end. Uh. <laughs> For me? Thanks, yeah, yeah, I'm happy for you. That's this, amazing. This place is it kind of between Young and Jarvis uh, no. downtown? It's no. uh, it's a uh, deep, oh. deep uh, in Etobicoke. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep driving. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you are gearing up for a special Valentine's Day. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You looking at me? I'm not looking at you. <laughs> You're looking at Bundes. Yeah, a little bit at Bundes. <laughs> I'm looking more at the person who's excited to be in a new relationship. Oh, baby. And, uh, you know, you want to do everything right for B-Day. That's right. Can't drop the ball. This is too new and fragile to make a mistake. So, when you're shopping for booze, 
whether it's at the LCBO or your favorite bar that's maybe doing off-sale right now to get by through the Mm. pandemic, Mm -hmm. what should you be buying if you want the most romantic thing to drink? Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Tell me. Okay. Well, guess. What do you think it is? Well, what do you think it is? I I mean, I know uh, what's popular... uh, at our bar, and it's like uh, the paper plane because it's red and it's very strong. Okay. <laughs> That's a cocktail. What? No? No. It's got to be gin because you guys know my stance on gin. Gin makes you want to take your clothes off. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. That's what Bundus says. Yeah. I Give think that's vodka. A gin and then it's like, oh, boy, put your clothes back on. What are you doing over there? Okay. Uh, no? Is, is it gin? No. You know, maybe- gin did crack the top 10. It's at number nine, gin and tonic. What about a nice, uh, I've really been enjoying stouts lately. Yeah. Like a creamy, thick, thick stout. You like it oh. heavy. I like it heavy. I like it thick. Yeah. I like that what? cream on top. Yeah. Oh, that is <laughs> Talk to me. Oh, no. No? Beer came in at number seven. They didn't okay. classify any particular beer in general, just beer. Okay, so I beat yeah. Bundus. Okay, you Peter. Bundus. Peter's okay. texting. Yeah. Okay, I think Bundus yeah. and I can get behind this one. Okay. The champagne. Oh, oh, yeah. oh pour that all over oh, me. Oh yeah, baby. A little yeah. bit in the glass, a little bit on the butt, a little <laughs> bit in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> guess what? That was Peter who said that. That was Pete. Peter. Yeah. Guess what? You're wrong. Oh, come on. But champagne came in at number two. Oh, So Peter. it's not number one. You're getting closer, though. So is it going to be something lame like oh, wine? Steve's got a guess. Yeah, oh, okay. what's Steve's guess? Steve. Mm-hmm. When it's Valentine's Day, you know yeah. what Steve does? What does Steve do? Steve says, I'm all about the Baileys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Creamy. Yeah, boozy. Oh, baby. Put that in coffee. You can Put- have it cold. You can have it hot. Yeah, well... Have it any way you like it. Christmas morning, Steve. (laughs) Bailey's not even on the list. Give me a break. Michelle's figured it out. Yeah? What is Michelle saying? Michelle says it's obviously red wine. Oh, yeah? You think you're going to crack a bottle of red wine? (laughs) And that's going to be the winning beverage of choice? It's red? Much like my heart? Yeah. Well... Red wine. It's red wine. It's red wine. Yeah, that's it. Red wine. Why did we? A bottle of red wine is the most romantic bottle you can crack open on Valentine's. Ninety-three percent of us are having erotic dreams regularly. Okay. Ninety-three percent. It's very. It's very normal. Such a rare treat when it happens with me. (laughs) But what do they mean? They mean something different depending on who you're hooking up with in your dream. Like for example, what does it mean if you're dreaming that you're having sex (laughs) with a celebrity? What does that mean? You have desires to be famous. It's kind of. In line with what the experts say. It means you've been watching too much TV. Too much Margot Robbie. Yeah. Uh, It means that you actually crave a more glamorous life. Well, who doesn't? Yeah, right. You know? (laughs) 
that's very normal, I think. Yeah, me too. What if you dream you're having sex with somebody you're actually not attracted to? What's up with that? You hate yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You hate yourself. can't even look in the mirror. <laughs> it means that you're still searching for your ideal lover and that you're actually attracted to aspects of people that aren't physical. Hello? Bundness. Mm-hmm. Are you having dreams with people you're not attracted to? No. Not, not, oh, Just curious. I, no. What about sex with an ex? Have you ever dreamt about having sex with an ex? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. This means if you were new to the breakup that you might just miss them. But if you're in control in the dream and they're submissive, it could mean you have an urge to punish them. What if it's the other way around? What if I'm the submissive one? What if I was taken advantage of in my latest dream? Well, that means you have an urge for them to punish you, (laughs) which I would say wouldn't be so far from the truth. Yeah, that's right. What about sex with a faceless stranger? Ever had a dream about... (laughs) Oh, I have. Really? It is the second... Faceless? It's the second most common sex dream theme there is. What the hell does that mean? Well, it means you're not getting your needs met. Maybe you need to have more frequent or more varied sex in real life. Mm. Okay, something to think about. So I guess things are going pretty good for me because I rarely have dreams about like... Any exes or okay. faceless people. What about this one? What about sex with a teacher or a boss? Oh, I have that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, Man, there were a few teachers I used to have dreams about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> both awake and asleep. <laughs> yeah. That means you're craving attention from a, a, an authority figure. Or maybe you just find them hot. Yeah, they were just hot. <laughs> okay. And young teachers. And I was, you know, 15, 16. Boy. What about dreams about group sex? Have you ever had one of those? No. There's lots of people in this room now. What's going on? No, that's not a common dream for me either. That means if that's one of your dreams that you've got too much going on in your real life, you're dreaming about having to satisfy a lot of people. It's stressing you out. I love how it immediately goes to sex in your dreams. You've got to satisfy all these different people in your life, so you're having an orgy now. Why not? (laughs) I thought that was pretty interesting. So there you go. If you're having these weird dreams... 93% 93% of people have them, so it's not so abnormal, okay? Okay. When you get the COVID-19 vaccine, do you roll up your sleeve or do you take your shirt clean off? <laughs> Be- I ask this because hot male politicians have been taking their shirt off for the vaccine and experts are saying it's because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> right here. Is that not weird? You know where I want it. Oh, yeah. Will it help if I take my whole shirt off? Oh, oh, oh. I don't think it does necessarily. I mean, you really... Uh, hey, let me take it off anyway. It's awfully hot in here. I'm a little nervous. Experts are saying they're doing it because it's a photo op, and they're using the opportunity to show off a muscular chest. How's the light on this? Am I looking pretty good right now? Oh, yeah. Can you uh, just turn the angle that way? All right. I'm, uh, I'm better on my left side. I have to say I've done a little bit of research on this this morning, guys. The first person to do it was the prime minister from Greece. 
He's gone viral because rather than rolling up his sleeve or wearing a T-shirt for the occasion, he chose to unbutton his shirt to his belly button, <laughs> revealing, <laughs> revealing, I might say, pretty nice quite chest. an impressive chest and abs and beautiful coverage with a nice little uh, bit of chest hair. Are you there looking is, at yeah, it? Yeah. There's a lot of chest hair. There. <laughs> and what I want to know is, is that I'm amount of... to put your hands through, my friends. <laughs> is that the amount of chest hair that you like? I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people have been saying, oh, baby. Okay. He goes... <laughs> he goes funny. It's funny. Yeah. He goes viral. He goes viral for this and people are dying over how sexy he looks in this COVID vaccine shot. So other leaders from across Europe have started to copy his move. The French health minister just did it. My personal favorite, though, is a British MP, okay. Johnny Mercer, took his shirt clean off. Yeah, for the I'm looking vaccine. at it now. Yeah. He's not that hot, though. Not as hot. <laughs> so when asked why he took, like, people have yeah. been asking him, why did you take your shirt off completely? Well, we know what he said. Oh, baby. It's because I wanted you to, uh, Get right up there in my special little place, my little COVID uh, patch area. You know what he said? He said it's because he simply could not get his sleeve over his muscles. You, you think his sleeve's going to come up over my bicep? Are you crazy, girl? Oh, man. I'm going to take the whole thing off. And my pants, too, just in case. Are saying this is totally a PR stunt that these yeah. politicians are doing this. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't get the shirt up over your muscles. Like, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like the bouncer. You can't put their arms close to the sides of their torso because their biceps are too big. Gotta walk around like, oh, oh, I'm my so arms are so big. Yeah. You know, Bundes is going to pull this move when he gets the vaccine. He'll take the yeah. shirt clean <laughs> off. <laughs> take my <laughs> pants off, too. Why not? <laughs> Oh, is it my turn already? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get ready for it. Oh, yeah. Is that not hysterical? Yeah, that's pretty I'm sure funny. the nurses are like, what are you doing? Just roll yeah. up your sleeve. You know how last week I was talking about uh, Canada requiring travelers to come into the country and present negative COVID tests before they board a flight? Yeah, people uh, are getting stuck in places because they can't get the test results in time. Right, and it's created a whole new thing on the black market for counterfeit COVID tests so you can get on your flight. You go and you buy a sketchy, fake COVID test from somebody that says you're negative so you can board a flight so you can get home. Officials at Pearson were asked if they're seeing this at all in Canada because it's been popping up everywhere across the globe and they were not saying anything. But now they've come out and said, oh, yeah, somebody at Pearson tried this. A 29 year old guy from Stratford, Ontario. He was busted presenting the fake COVID test. Sure enough, the guy's positive for COVID-19. Oh my and this God. is after landing from a flight. In Pearson. Do we know if he knew he was positive for COVID-19? No, we do not. He was from Stratford. I'm surprised he couldn't act his way out of the situation. <laughs> well, hello there, people of Pearson Airport. I have with me a piece of paper that declares I am COVID negative. To be or not to be positive, that is the question, good sir. Oh... Uh, <laughs> Am I overacting? 
Is that why you think I'm being suspicious right now? You must know I am from Stratford, Ontario, home of some some of the finest thespian actors in the world. That is correct, sir. I'll tell you, if it turns out that this guy knew he was positive Mm -hmm. and knowingly exposed himself to people, we got to seal up all his holes that could release droplets as a form of punishment. (laughs) If it's a if it's a hole that can it's infect somebody else, you seal it up. Seal it up. Maybe um, maybe we we put a little special air filter in his mouth. Yeah, we'll leave that one hole open. Just an air filter for you. Yeah. Here's the thing: the guy was able to board the flight from wherever he was coming from, and they mm. haven't said where he was coming from yet. So he was able to board the flight, sit on the plane. It was only when he landed at Pearson that he was then arrested for using the fake COVID test. So now he's going to have to answer a lot of questions. He was charged for unlawfully using a forged document. His day in court is coming up in April, and right now he is laying low in a quarantine hotel in the GTA. Practicing his speech for the big court case. (laughs) Yeah, right? Do I look like a man (laughs) who would be guilty of such a crime? (laughs) Tucker Amora asking how you got back at a rude customer. Somebody who just like pushed it too far and you had to, you know, give them a taste of your own uh, medicine. (laughs) Uh, Mark, what's your story? So we actually hired a new guy. And I guess he used to work at another fast food restaurant prior to that. And he's telling us, you know, a bunch of us the one day, just kind of being one of the guys. And he goes, oh, yeah, we had this guy at drive through one night that threw the burger back at the manager. So the manager came back and says, here, we got to make the order again. But he says, don't package it until I'm done. Oh, so, yeah. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh-oh. You throw a oh, burger yeah. back at me through the window, <laughs> I'll get you a new one. Well, he, specially made just for is, you. Yeah. Says, the manager comes over, takes the bun down his pants. And then he says to everybody else working, who wants to spit? Game back to the guy, and the guy gets in the car, and he takes it and drives away. Well, we ended up firing this guy about two weeks later. I go into this restaurant. He sees me, waves hi to me. And I'm thinking, oh, great. He's working here. I'll just take a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so gross. <gasps> oh, my God. You can't you can't go that far. I think that's going too far. Yeah. Yeah, like I would, I would want to sabotage the meal in some way, but not like from a bodily fluid kind of way. I'd be like, yeah, oh, me, yeah, that, that burger's just a little overcooked. <laughs> Enjoy your chewy patties, you know, exactly. <laughs> something a little different. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Mark, thanks for sharing the story, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Kevin, tell us uh, how you got back at Rude Customers. I was working for a crew. We were painting. They changed their, their mind three times in the color of paint. We were doing exterior, so we painted the window shut. <laughs> that's so funny because it's totally, that's totally something I would do. Yeah. Anything else, Kev, that you used to do? Yeah, we worked with the roofing company, and we would fill the downspouts with dirt and debris so that in the wintertime, the troughs freeze. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work for you guys. <laughs> so there's extra weight there. And yeah. If, if you put a coffee cup in the stink pipe, well, the air's got to go somewhere. So when you flush the toilet, it's got nowhere to go. So eventually, over time, it stinks up the house. 
So if someone's rude to you, you just throw a little coffee cup in the uh, vent. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, my God. Just goes to show you got to treat people with kindness and, and respect. respect. Yes. What would someone have to do for you to want to do the uh, block in the old stink pipe up <laughs> move? Like, what, what would be the offense out of curiosity? Oh, I just hate when um, a client, and so do all contractors, when, when they say, this is how to do the job. Oh. Well, they start telling you you're doing how, it wrong? If, if this is how you do the job, then why the hell am I here? Right. Why aren't you doing it yourself? That's why I don't like being the boss. I don't have to put up with it. I just do as I'm told. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, thanks for sharing the stories. Appreciate it. All right, not a problem. Tucker and Mora. Who's this? Hey, how are you guys? It's Mark. Mark! How's, uh, how's your week so far? Staying warm? Yeah, doing all right. You know, we work inside, so that helps a lot. Yeah. Great, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing outside? I uh, work for the city, so uh, a whole bunch of stuff outside. Oh, well, we're thinking about you and uh, everybody else working outside over the next few days. It's definitely not a warm one. Oh, no, not at all. Appreciate that. But uh, so you're you're getting back at customers. When I was younger, I worked for a pizza place, a little family-owned pizza place. And uh, two things used to happen. We'd get people that would call back and say that their pizza was horrible or made wrong and they want another one. And we had a policy that, okay, well... We'll get you one, but we need the old one back. And I don't know how many people were like, well, we ate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. So it's like, well, if it was that bad, why'd you eat it? But um, the other thing we used to do is when we used to have rude customers and they would, uh, we want to speak to your manager, we would three-way call Domino's. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. And they would call back all the time. I put, they went to Domino's. Oh, I don't know. I transferred you to his office. Oh. <laughs> Just kept doing it over and over again until they got the hint and stopped calling. My boss was always like, if they're going to be rude to my employees, they're a customer I don't want anyway. 100%. That's our policy. That, our doesn't bar. that go against the customer's always right? That's, Isn't that the golden rule? You don't really yeah. want to live like that, I don't think. Because like, I, I like to set up a run a business where like the customers and the staff are all getting along. And if you've got a jerk customer, if they're not picking a fight with the staff, they're going to pick a fight with the other customers. So we don't want you. Even if you think about it, if you get a bad experience at a, at a place, what are your chances of returning anyway? So what did you lose? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember the time, though. Mora can get a little uh, difficult as a business owner. What? Remember when you guys were at cafe uh-huh. and you started having scones? Yes. And you were upset that someone asked for butter yes. for their scone? And you're I, like, oh, we're not that kind of place. Well, I didn't yell you that. Want, you want butter on your scone? <laughs> Go like, somewhere else. I was very nice and said, we don't have butter. We don't have butter. Sorry. What? Uh, jam? We don't have jam? What is this? <laughs> a restaurant? No. You were selling scones. Yes. <laughs> That's just because butter is so expensive now. What was your line? I forget what it was. They, everyone wants us to be what they want yes. in a business. This is what we are. If you don't like it, go somewhere else that has butter. Uh, thanks a lot, Mark. We, we appreciate you calling in. Thanks. Have a wonderful day, guys. You too. 
What are the chances your ex knows exactly what you're up to today? Turns out pretty high because you forgot to do something right after you broke up. How quickly do you change the passwords to your social media accounts? Apparently, there's a very good chance your ex is going to continue to log on to your accounts and more, including apps that track your location after you break up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why yeah, are yeah. you giving out your password to your, your ex or well, your girlfriend, any, anybody? Like Sometimes it happens. And sometimes it's on a lower scale. Like maybe it's just your Netflix account. 26% of people say they're still logged on to an ex's game uh, stream service or an online subscription so yeah. you know maybe you're like ah, still got the old netflix and bundus is paying for it don't mind if i do plus you know a lot of, <laughs> a lot of us use the same password for all the garbage accounts right oh, you know yeah. you might have your bank pin as one thing mm. but your netflix and your facebook and your instagram and everything else might be pretty much the same thing and mm-hmm. changing it all is a pain even spotify yeah stuff like that yeah, yeah. okay so that's on the lower scale that's not stalkerish that just means that your ex is cheap <laughs> and yeah, i get yeah. it you know ah, i got a spotify account i used to date bundus he probably hasn't updated his password let me just check here let's type in bunder wonder one <laughs> no, exclamation it's, it's mark 69 it's bunder wonder wonder 69. 69. of course it is of course it is 69 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wonder what your passwords are. It's not that. I know it's not that, but I wonder Mm, like if there's... Corvettes, gloves. Something bunderish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25% of us are still logged on to an ex's photo sharing program or some service with location sharing, like Find My Friends. 25% of us. 23% are still logged onto an ex's online calendar. So they like, oh, looks like Bundus uh, is meeting up with the lady friend. It's Friday. It's, it's Friday. a it's a reoccurring uh, meeting yeah, that's yeah. happening. I know if I show up at his house, I'm going to run into her. You know what I mean? 20% are still logged on to your email account. Because how often do you change your password for that? Yeah. So they're reading your emails. Oh so moral of the story <laughs> Is yeah. Change your password, update your password, because there is a chance your ex is uh, snooping through your stuff. Yeah. Wow. I've never shared a password with any girlfriend. Yeah, but I ever. think I think if you like lived with someone for a little bit, and then you know you shared a laptop, and it somehow saved. You know yeah. how that happens, and then you leave, you break up, and you're like, "Oh, I'm still logged on to the old Facebook account." Yeah, or you gotta like <laughs> log in uh, to something um, uh, on the TV, as you said. Yeah, you know, and it's the same password as the Gmail. Yeah, and a few other things. Next thing you know, you're creeping. Okay, Bundes, yeah. if we found out your password yeah. that you used, would we laugh? Maybe. Okay, <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> It like the greatest guy ever, 69. (laughs) (laughs) Here are seven dating terms that have come out since the pandemic. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, yeah. Seven dating terms, okay. Let's see if Bundus falls into any of these categories. Not the first one. This is zumping. It's when someone gets dumped over Zoom. Oh, you get zumped. You get zumped. That's, that's rough. That's rough, eh? Yeah, better than a text, though. I actually would prefer a text. That, <laughs> yeah. over, over a Zoom call getting dumped? Yeah, yeah well, I'll please. take text. Especially if your connection's a little bad. And yeah. then you're like, wait a second, what did you say? I said with you. And then you're like, wow, wait, what? 
And they changed the background and they've got like hot people behind them. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) The hell? Number two is Corona Zoned. Corona Corona Zoned. That's when a physical relationship is delayed because of COVID fears. Okay. So you keep things virtual longer. So still not you, Bundus. Because you're in a bubble with your Friday night lady Lady friend. friend, Uh, Number three is lock blocking. Lock blocking. Lock blocking is canceling or rescheduling a date because of brand new lockdown rules. Lock blocking. Oh, got lock blocked. Yeah, lock blocked. Guess we can't go out for pizza. I think we're all doing number four, which is onami, which is a Japanese term for drinking together online, which we can all get behind, can't we? Yeah. Onami. Um, Number five is FODA, which is uh, the fear of dating again. A lot of people are feeling FODA. Oh, yeah. If you haven't been... FODA. FODA. If you haven't been dating during the pandemic, it's now been a really long time. So when you get back out there... You're at a game. You don't know what's... You don't know... You're rusty, baby. Yeah. Uh, Number six... Quarantine ship, a relationship that started during quarantine and developed virtually. Yeah. And the last one is smugsolation. <laughs> smugsolation. This is when a new couple uses social media to flaunt about now how they're spending all their time together oh. in person. So they're isolated together and they're being smug about it. No. There you go. This is Bundus did not find it, fall into any of these categories. No. My Friday Night Lady Friend situation started just like just before the yeah. lockdown kind of happened and then gradually just became a normal thing, you know? Yeah. So he doesn't fall into any of those categories? Was there not one about being trapped? <laughs> being trapped. No. Okay. Interesting. We'll have to come up with a name for it. It is Tucker and Mora. We're uh, talking about dating terms mm-hmm. that have come up because as a result of, COVID. of the pandemic. Yeah. And Mode wanted to uh, chime in. You've got your own uh, dating term for this whole uh, time in our life? Well, yes. Yeah. So basically, uh, I think it's kind of, kind of like Bundes. Like, well, I don't know his situation, but I know that when COVID happened, I was single and I was seeing this guy kind of like on and off. Yeah. That's like a friendship uh, with benefits. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when COVID happened, well, uh, you know, <laughs> you you can't really be out there. So we kind of decided, well, let's just... Keep it going <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> well, let's be a COVID fling. And uh, so it's maybe, basically it's someone you might not be with forever, but because of what's going on and you get along with each other, like you kind of like spend time together and... What's the term yeah. that you came up with? COVID fling. A COVID fling. A COVID fling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, these COVID flings are lasting a lot longer than people had thought, right? Yeah, but because it's not serious, serious, you don't get into those fights that you would usually get into a regular relationship. Okay. Totally. Do you guys see each other like once a week? Do you have like Do a Do you have sketch? a regular night? Oh, there's more than once a week. But. Ah. <laughs> Do you I'm s- French. I'm French. I mean, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the language of love. <laughs> right? 
I'm also from Quebec. We're, you know. We're yeah, I'm from Quebec. I know exactly what you're wait, talking wait. about. I'm having sex all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Is that what you guys are saying? Because you're from Quebec? Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're lovers. We're lovers, not fighters. Give me a break. <laughs> you think you're having more sex than Bundus? I am. I know I am. <laughs> Bundus, how many times did you hit the gong this weekend? This weekend only once. Yeah, I doubled him. <laughs> Mo, you see, we got it going on. One time? Oh, come on. You can do better than that. Yeah. I know. It was It was a pretty good session. Like, it was a long... We hit all the, the spots, you know, all the positions. <laughs> we did the whole thing. We ran around the circle. You know, we got it all in. Okay. <laughs> Went around the circle and got it all in. All yeah, right. I would say that I did not uh, get it all in. Right. <laughs> oh, oh. Not complaining, but I'm just saying we didn't cover off everything right. on the checklist. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. No problem. Mon plaisir. Ah. <laughs> Enchanté. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Luke sent us a text. Mm-hmm. He says, guys, I've been married for 16 years, and I am also having more sex than Bundus. <laughs> Good for you. But did you go all the way around the circle? Did you do the full circle? Or just a uh, semicircle? Or just uh, one piece of the pie? Right. Yeah. You know what's helped in my life is not having hockey in the morning with my daughters yeah. on weekends. Like now we wake up, we have nothing to do first thing in the day. Perfect. Plus, our kids are sleeping in longer now. Great. We do, I don't even see them until sometimes 11 in the morning. What? I know. That sounds <laughs> insane for you to hear that, probably. Yeah, my daughter, 6.45 every morning, opens my bedroom door and yells, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, doesn't sound like a fun way to kick off no. your weekend. <laughs> no. Can men fake it during sex? And specifically in this study, this is referring to when it comes to finishing up before you would like to. Okay. For the purposes of this study, they were investigating when a man finishes up in a one minute or less. Yeah. No judgment here. I would find that to be a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you find it a compliment the first four or five times, but eventually you might be, you might get a little frustrated. It's it can something, be a frustrating thing. I'm sure. But it could also be something we could work on together as a couple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's sure. Let's try to work on this I together. Know. I feel like um, on one hand it could be complimentary, but I also feel like it's a little emasculating too because it's like, I've what, I've never been with a woman before? I can't like control myself. Right. I, don't, I don't understand Yeah, my but body. you've never been with a woman like Mora. <laughs> that's what that's, she, that's, that's her so point. That's what is I'm like, saying. Oh, my, yeah. oh yeah, this is next level, Bonnet. This Bundes. guy feels yeah. like. This is next level. Yeah. Um, I feel for you. I honestly do because I understand that there's a bit more of like a performance thing for, for men than there is for women. Uh, 27% of men, and I think the number is probably much higher than this, but 27% of men have admitted that it's happened to them before. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But only 19% of women say they've experienced it when they have been with a guy. Okay, so, so the people running the study... Somebody's lying. It's like, uh, this is interesting. <laughs> because if this is true, it looks like some men may be very good at hiding such an occasion. Is it possible to hide that that has happened and continue on? Okay, care- careful. 
careful. Well, you don't tell me to be careful. No, Bundus. <laughs> I'm, ta- I, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I can see Bundus uh, loading up a little comment coming our way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, think about it. Is now it go possible? ahead and sp- you can say what you wanted to say. I would say that it is possible based on the fact that I have faith. From personal experience. From personal experience, personal experience yes. it is possible. Yes. Uh-huh. And what is going through your mind in that? Like, oh my. Panic. Just your panic. <laughs> yeah. Like, how panic. long can you hang on afterwards yeah, yeah. before Must. the gig is up? Yeah. Yeah. And, and does pain factor in it all? Uh, is there discomfort when we get to that point? Not, not, really. not really. It's more of a question of how long can you stay at attention <laughs> for to continue the ruse. The, the odd time you're able to rally and you're able to continue rebound. and you catch rebound. the rebound and you go. But that those times are few and far between. Okay. Yeah. Like if you're like super excited, you know, like the first time maybe with somebody new, uh-huh. yeah. you might be able to rally. Mm. Um, or the first time with your wife in like a month. Yeah. Right. You might be able to. Uh, the first yeah. time you've had couch sex in 10 years. <laughs> More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. Okay. So it's interesting because fewer women are saying it's happened to them. So guys are. Guys are obviously able to disguise that it happens. I am so impressed. Yeah, and then you got to put on a big show at the end, too, you know? <laughs> you got to put yeah. on a show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Again, again, careful. careful I love the this. show. I didn't even think about that. But then there's a show involved. Yeah, it's like this big manly girl. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. He had a lot of fun there. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.